What's up, everybody? To the Beginner's Guide to Worship, episode five. Five, Josh. Five. Five, Brad. Five. Holy cow! It's episode five. So, um, if nobody's aware, there's a little thing called coronavirus, and love the Rona. So, guess what, everybody? Special treat. The guests are Josh and I today. Wow. Yours truly. Yours truly. So. Josh. Yes, On Brett. a flip of a coin, just like... Wow, look, you're going first. Okay, so... I know you're in UBF worship because you plug it every single week. Yes, sir. EP coming out soon. What exactly is your job on UBF worship? Uh, So I, I'm one of the techs. Um, we have one other tech. His name is Ethan Hoffman. He's a fantastic tech. Um, what a swell guy. So... Yeah, he really is. He is. He's absolutely wonderful to work with. We have a blast um, during rehearsals and everything. Um, but part of my job as a tech, um, I not only do sound, but like when we go on bookings and stuff, I, I kind of head up the, the setup, the teardown, that sort of uh, thing. Um, load in, load out. The fun stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So like I had one of my friends ask me, they were like, hey, so like, do you have a crew or anything? And I said, no. He goes, so then how do you do everything? I said, exactly. Um, how it goes in the audio world. Yeah. Fake it until yeah, you so make it. it. It's, honestly, honestly, that's really what it is. And it, it's a lot of it's a lot of heavy lifting. It's a lot of moving cases, which it's not my favorite. Um, I'd much rather, you know, just be able to wake up enjoy a day mix and then go to bed but that's not how it works you gotta pay your dues first unfortunately yes yes um so not only am i just the sound guy but uh i'm the tech quite literally the tech so um if a guitarist is having issues and they uh you know don't know what's happening for instance uh one of our guitarists was having problems with his his tube and his amp well i had to try and help fix that or if the belt packs aren't working, I have to try and fix that. So you just kind of have to have knowledge of, of all the equipment that you're using all around. And that way you can um, fix stuff when it gets broken. That's that's really what it yeah. is. So what made you want to start getting into being a live mixer and a sound engineer in general? Yeah, that's actually a great question because... I I wasn't planning on being a tech uh, or or doing sound really at all. I uh, I'd grown up uh, playing. I started playing piano at the age of three years old. Played that for ten years. Quit right when my mom said I could. Uh, didn't touch a piano until like honestly a couple days ago, and I tried to relearn. And it's just like riding a bike. Not gonna lie, but um, I'm forgetting to breathe. That's why I'm like. I need to remember to breathe. In through the nose, out through the mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, yeah, I I grew up playing. um, Played piano, then I transitioned over to bass shortly after I went to guitar. Um, Played guitar for a while uh, on different teams. um, Did a couple side projects, that sort of thing. Um, And then one of my youth groups there, uh, our tech, was, was going to college. I was in eighth seventh grade something like that i was in middle school he was like hey you need to you need to like 
I need a replacement. So basically you need to learn. So I was like, oh, okay. So I would dabble here and there. Um, and then that church, we got a, a an Allen Heath D Live S7000. Well, first we got the S5, then the S7. Okay. Um, but it was really cool to uh, be able to work on something like that at such a young age. So I, I got to learn that. Yeah, so it was really cool that I got to, to work on such an amazing piece of equipment at such a young age. Um, and I got to see, like, real-world uh, consoles. It's a, it's a really nice console. Um, so I started doing that uh, through high school. Um, I, I still played mainly, though. That was, like, my main thing is, is I was playing. Um, and then um, it was time to go to college. So I planned on going to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee to do live performance with a focus on contemporary guitar and then the bill came for 56 grand a year with scholarship and that was a nope and i went oh no i'm the second kid in college i have two adopted deaf sisters it doesn't oh no not working yeah yeah not for not for 150 grand uh wasn't worth it for me so I was like, well, I don't know what to do here. And then uh, buddy boy Kurt, uh, we went to the same church and or go to the same church. And uh, he goes one week, just out of the blue, comes up to me. Hey, have you uh, have you ever looked at UVF? Working with creation and everything, I had known of UVF. Um, so I was like, I mean, yeah, I know it, but I'm not going to go there. And he's like, dude, just check it out. I was like, no, I'm going to Nashville. And the next (laughs) week, my pastor came up to me, and he's like, hey, what about UVF? And I went, no, I'm going to Nashville. For like a month, this went on. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever, I'll look. And I texted Kurt one random day, and I was like, hey, on Wednesday, can I come up and and visit and he's like yeah sure whatever so i went up experienced chapel uh didn't really know what to do with myself it was kind of kind of different i wasn't really used to it um but it's okay because right when i drove on i just kind of went ah no i really want to go to nashville but i feel like this is where i'm supposed to be so i i haven't dropped guitar but i i've definitely shifted um, focus I shifted my focus for sure, yeah. yeah. So now I'm in the digital media recording arts um, major. It is one of the greatest things ever because I now have experience with doing live production with uh, audio, with video, with lighting, with, I, I mean, it's, I, I'm in design. Like, I, I'm learning all aspects of media. Like, what I love and, about uh, digital media as, like, the main focus Unlike the music production where it's like, hey, you basically just learn music theory. The digital yeah, media side gives you like more options for like side jobs to earn more income. Yeah, for sure. Because you have to take like beginner video classes, beginner design. Right. So it's like photography. Yeah. You have more options as soon as you get out of school. Yeah, exactly. And um, my goal was to do... Uh, to, to get out of school, move to Nashville, go on tour, doing live sound. I prefer live over studio work just because I really like that adrenaline rush and that uh, feeling of anything could go wrong. And I, I love fixing things like that, even though it can be aggravating sometimes. But I still love it. 
Um, but in recent days, literally, like two days ago, one of my friends was like, have you ever thought about working at Disney? I'm like, no, I'm not going to work at Disney. And then all, I was surfing YouTube as we do in this quarantine. And up pops Indiana Jones live show. Out of nowhere. I click on it. I watch it and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. That'd be a lot of fun to be a part of. Then there's like the water world or whatever. And then all these other shows. And I'm like, you know, I think I might want to work for Disney. Because it'd be really cool. Well, here, well, I think it'd be like an Imagineer or something. And then I contacted um, a, an old UVF friend. Well, I mean, she she just recently left UVF, but um, who who goes to Disney University or whatever their yeah. college is. And uh, I, I was kind of asking some questions and I, I really thought about it. And I'm like, if I get a gig with Disney, now I still want a tour, but I also know that just because... I have a degree doesn't mean somebody's going to let me tour. So I'm like, if I go work for Disney, I don't think I'm going to have a problem getting on tour. Yeah, no, like your resume will be like, hmm, Disney hired. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> like it's Disney. So like getting in the entertainment industry, I think working with Disney would be a pretty pretty cool thing especially with all the entities um so i know i strayed around a little bit but yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at now yeah so you were talking about the boards you had now i know some churches can't afford like a behringer x32 which the x32 so okay so let me touch real quick the x32 um, has since been replaced with the Behringer wing. I think it's like literally five hundred dollars more. It's like yeah. around three grand. It is fantastic mixer. Like if if you need a cheap mixer, go with the Behringer wing. Any anyway, continue. Yeah. So a lot of churches will give their youth groups like, hey, we have this old Mackie analog mixer. Only like two of the twelve channels work. Ugh. So is there any tips you would give to a beginner? on how to work with what they have versus seeing like the main sanctuary had this all digital board. Right. Um, Ooh, if only two of the 12 channels work. No, that was just like exaggeration. Like, Oh, oh, how, oh like, okay. The okay. sanctuary so, will always give the youth like, Hey, we have this very old right. thing. This old piece of junk. Yeah. Um, so when it comes with that, um, my my wonderful head tech OC who is going to be on in a couple episodes hopefully what a guy. maybe next week not sure he's a great guy he's he's told me so many times he's took me under his wing and kind of mentored me which i really 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 greatly appreciate and he has told me like hey you just got to make do with what you got like you might not like what you have but you have to make do with what you got that's like that's just that's all you can do so you know how we have like mobile set- setups at school where like for like the open mic yeah. nights sort of stuff? Well, I don't really like those because that Mackie mixer doesn't work very well. But our job is to make things work. So you just got to do what you can. 
So my tip would be if you need to Google or YouTube or, I mean, like, call somebody for help, like, call call your front of house guy at, at your church. Like, do do something, but you your job is to make things work. So I don't, I don't really know how much that would really help because without, without knowing the exact problem, there's not a whole lot I can do to help. Yeah. It was mainly just like to be like, Hey, just because the church sanctuary has like the best digital board and you get stuck with this old analog, just make it work. Like, it's funny that you say that. I'm literally using a Behringer Zenix Q502 little four-channel mixer as my interface right now, yeah. and it's not pretty, but it works. Yeah, just make... <laughs> Gotta use what you exactly. have. Exactly. All right. Now, with live, anything can happen. Like, mm-hmm. feedback, I know, is a big problem. The person oh, yes. not talking consistently into the mic... Yes. So, a lot of situations, especially with, like, a bigger gig, will be nerves. How would you deal with, like, live situation and your nerves throughout a whole show? Yeah, totally. There's there's definitely a lot of pressure um, because even if... I find it really funny because no matter what happens, if something goes wrong, everybody looks to the sound guy. Oh, yeah. There, of the, a video could not be playing. Or, you know, somebody, I, I, I don't know, trips over a chair. Everybody always looks at the sound guy, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because they don't know that we don't control everything. My, but, my favorite thing is when a musician plays wrong notes and people still look at the sound guy. Oh, oh, my gosh. Or, like... They unplug and they just, I, I mean, well, that is partially the sound guy's fault. But anyway, anyway, the, the guitar should always put their tuner on. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure that comes with that, knowing that you kind of control everything. And um, being, being on a team like UVF Worship where, you know, the techs, we are a part of the team. And um, sometimes you, you feel a little lonely, right, because everybody else is on stage or, or doing this, that, the other, and you're just kind of sitting in the booth mixing. But you also have to sort of not not in a cocky not in a cocky way or like a boastful way, but you have to have that mindset of, you know, I'm making this show happen, right? Yeah, because with, without like, the sound I, guy, there would be no, there's no sound. There'll be sound, but only the people on stage would be able to hear it. And without the sound guy, there's no way for the sound to get to the people in order to help them get into worship. But it's like. What you were saying, I feel that. Because it's like, people will like look on stage, and after a good like worship session, will be like, oh, the band did amazing. But it just takes one thing to happen. Whether one of the vocalists are jumping, puts the mic down, which they should never do. Never point the mic down to a speaker. True. Causes feedback. Yeah. And then it's automatically mm-hmm. the sound guy's fault. He ruined it for everybody. So. Yeah, right. It's a catch twenty two at this situation. Yeah, for sure. With with dealing with nerves though, like obviously there's a lot of pressure. Um, with uh, some of the other things that I do, I'm a, I'm also a lifeguard. I'm a lifeguard instructor, so I, I teach people kind of how to deal with stress and ha- handle high pressure situations like that. But you just have to you just have to kind of rely on your instincts. Um, OC's been asking me a lot, like, hey, like, are you are you nervous for the summer or anything? And I'm like, no, not really. And he's like, well. 
why i'm like because i trust i trust what i've been taught and and that's kind of what you have to do and you have to sort of train your brain to to know that to to be able to trust yourself and trust your skills and know that you know what you're doing yeah if you don't know what you're doing be scared no i'm just kidding uh get somebody who knows what they're doing to be able to teach you and kind of bring you under your wing look on youtube like do what you can to do research um during this quarantine i've been looking at a lot of like production videos and stuff um for different tours and kind of just learning different consoles different lighting like different video and and yeah you do what you can to try and teach if you don't have anybody to teach you yeah definitely all right well that was great so that was josh Geldrick, everybody he is one of the two tats of ubf worship yes sir but before we sign out on your half of this episode you know what question is coming up? My favorite question. Is it the most embarrassing moment one? Yep. I've I've had Oh man, I've had a lot of really embarrassing moments. Um I don't know if I can pinpoint just one. Um, feedback is always pretty bad whenever, whenever you get really bad feedback, there could be like a little ring, which not a lot of people will notice. That's another thing that nobody realizes about like real sound techs and not to discredit like volunteers or anything, but like when you, when you train and like go to school and everything, you really develop your ear. We hear things that, and like that nobody else can even determine. Like you might think that there's like a swell on a guitar. Yeah, no, that's probably a feedback loop from the delay. Um or verb, but uh feedback like big feedback. Um I've dropped a mic before. Um I forgot to put batteries inside of somebody's pack. Oof. Um yeah, th- I've I've had a lot of little little errors, but I, I haven't had anything where it's like really crazy like whoa, what did you just do? That sort of thing. Um, because I, um, to go back with nerves, honestly, nerves are kind of good. Cause like, I feel like it makes me extra careful when I'm scared, not scared, but kind of nervous. Yeah. Cause so. you're so like concerned about messing up. You always try to make the right moves instead of just doing whatever. I feel mm-hmm. that. Oh, I know my most embarrassing oh, moment. We okay. So we were doing, we were doing, I can't remember if it was an event or just like a rehearsal. Um, but I, I had worked on something really, really, really hard on this scene. And, um, well, I had saved it, but I didn't save, like, current progress. And I hit the next button on, we use the Soundcraft VI3000. We have a next and previous button for different cues. Well, I accidentally hit next instead of the tap tempo. That scene went away and everybody lost their ears. And uh, mic levels were different, EQ was different, and it was I, I hit back, but it wasn't the same. So it was that that was Oof. that was rough. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah. Th- thanks for uh, stepping up and doing this half. Dude, of course. Heck yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna start wrapping it up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Brent. I'm Josh. And this was the Beginners Guide to Worship. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.